0: Riverside
1: to Garage
2: Takes. Welcome to Garage Takes. Brant, welcome back, man. Recording on a Sunday. This is not, a uh, not like us, but. We're here, and, I mean, I think a good uh, starting point is to just ask you how uh, how you've been, man. Did you guys get hit over there uh, with all this ice storm? I didn't even ask you that.
1: Yeah, we got a little bit of the ice going. Um, Wednesday and Thursday of this last week was was pretty bad. Um, excuse me. Um, no, it was pretty crappy out there. Uh, you know, going 45, 55 on my way to work. It was a slow go of it. Yeah, yeah, you know. And I know you were home for the week, so you kind of got to yep. duck out of it. But, um,
0: yeah. but I, but
2: I, but I was busy.
1: Stop! 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 stip, <laughs> Stop! Yeah. <laughs> so,
2: the old Michael yeah, so, Scott vasectomy yeah, joke. Yeah. <laughs> well done. So, so yeah, uh, I've been been busy, but yeah, did not have to work this week. We got a. Uh, we got hit pretty hard over here, though, man. It was, like, it was kind of wild. It seemed like for a minute I was like, this is kind of just overblown, and then all of a sudden, like, everybody here was out of power. and right. I mean, for days, too. So, thankfully, we never lost power. It flickered a couple of times, but...
1: Are you fully recovered?
2: Yeah, it's a work in progress, man. <laughs> it's, it's a work a, in
1: progress? <laughs> a,
2: it, is a, it is a work in progress, but, yeah, right. we're, we, we are getting there, but... Man, let's uh let's hop right into some sports. I mean, I wanna I wanna talk uh, lions. I mean, NFL free agency is upon us here pretty soon, and you don't get a huge break from the NFL, which is you kind of get it again over the summer, I would say. But basically, it's like the season wraps up. I mean, we haven't been on since the Super Bowl. Chiefs won the Super Bowl. Great, cool. Um, another Super Bowl for Andy Reid and Mahomes and the Chiefs. Great, um, but. If you are a Lions fan or a, a Cowboys fan like I am, um, you know, whatever, it, it, you're more concerned about your team. And it is the, you know, about to be the first week in March you're talking NFL free agency. And as soon as free agency kicks off, then you kind of see where your team is able to fill some holes or not fill some holes and that kind of leads into a uh, a draft discussion that you know happens at the end of April and I mean you're going to see a million mock drafts in between now and the end of April and it'll really start picking up here once free agency gets going. So we will get into the Lions but Brant we're recording this on Sunday February 26th, and I got a good feeling that you watched a little bit of Michigan basketball today which seems to kind of be getting hot at the right time i mean this is what three in a row now back to back to backs against michigan state rutgers wisconsin i mean michigan has looked pitiful at times this year young at most times um, unable to close games they've been on the outside looking in and now they're stringing together some wins they got a couple of tough road matchups got to travel to Illinois and then at Indiana and that'll bring them into the Big Ten tourney so Brant your initial thoughts on uh where Michigan basketball stands as of tonight
1: it just seems like (laughs) this is starting to become Juwan Howard's MO you know what I mean like they're starting to turn the corner at the right time of the year I'm sick of living on the bubble but this has been us for the last couple of years and um yeah I mean I think they can get in there. I think it's going to take one. If they get one more win at least, I think they're in. Two is going to lock it up, I believe, Dave. Yeah. So a a couple tough road road games left at Illinois, at Indiana. And when you come down to road games at the end of the year, sometimes you run into senior nights, and they're going to be both senior nights at Illinois and at Indiana will be their last home games of the year. So uh, tough environments to be sure. Uh, but you know what? Show us what you're made of, and, and getting a win today without Jet Howard, I mean that was absolutely massive. It took a last second shot from Hunter Dickinson, who is got to be the most hated man in Wisconsin. I'm sure of it. Um,
2: so, or yeah. yeah, I was just I was just telling my mother in law today. I was like, Hunter Dickinson. I mean, I'm a Michigan fan, and he annoys me so I can't even imagine what it's like to be on the uh, the opposing side of it. But I'm like. No, of course it was Hunter Dickinson who hit that shot too, as if he needed his head to get any bigger. So
1: yeah, um, Dave. Before we move on, I did have a I did have a, a question about Michigan um, basketball and football, and I want to take you through the last ten years, and I want to ask you um, for Michigan moments and uh, that come to my mind, Dave. And I had four iconic. Moments for Michigan basketball and Michigan football, four altogether. So uh, there's two basketball and two football moments, um, and I'm kind of I, I kind of want to know if you can guess the four moments. I'm
2: gonna I'm gonna guess the uh, the Trey Burke shot against uh, um God was that against Kansas?
1: Yeah, that was against Kansas. That was a Sweet 16 game. Okay. That, uh, they eventually went to the final four. Well, the national championship. No
2: national championship. That was the year they played against Villanova, right?
1: No, no, against uh, Louisville or
2: Lu- Louisville. Yeah. Um, I, is that one of the moments? I'm that is one of guess. the moments. Okay. Yes. I, I mean, I, if you're going to say there were two basketball and two football, I, I'm going to say the two football moments are probably both the Ohio State games. I I don't know in the last two years. Is that yeah, accurate? But can
1: you can you pick a moment from? Both of those games where you thought, okay, this is like the defining moment in this game.
2: Mikey Sainer still breaking up that pass in the end zone.
1: Okay, I didn't go with that. I went with okay. the, the Donovan, Donovan Edwards, Edwards. Yeah, yeah, with the run there. The, ba- um, the
2: back-to-back long run. Yeah, <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I guess you could kind of group those as, as one. Yeah, okay,
2: all right. Um, and then the Ohio State game from last year, Mhm. what the – defining moment was in that game gosh i'm trying to remember now um help me out here
1: all right i went with the hassan haskins run where he hurdled the dude oh and it yeah of felt like when he got it down to the four or five yard line it was just like oh my god game set match yeah you know? you're actually gonna win this game um yeah. and then and then can you get the other basketball moment
2: oh the other basketball moment hmm I can't. It's not coming to me.
1: (laughs) 2018 Jordan Poole hit that. uh, Oh, God, yeah. game winner over uh, Houston. Yes. Yes. uh, Keep the journey hopes alive. Keep keep the national championship run alive. That was the year that they played Villanova. Yep. Um, So, Dave, I I just went over this, and I was kind of thinking how lucky we've been as fans in the last 10 years to have the national championship runs and and to have the college football playoffs and stuff like that. Um, Yeah. you know just kind of, sort of a, uh as a reflective piece for that uh can you uh real quick for me can you rank those moments for you ooh i am interested in that
2: gosh i'm going to go a bit more. That that's good. <laughs> I, I'm such a I'm such a football guy. First, that like for me, it's 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 Ohio State this year. To be honest with you, um, mm-hmm. even over last year's moment, really, I felt, yeah, I, I, I think I, I, I find felt, that
1: interesting. I, I felt,
2: really do. I felt like um, see, like last year's moment for me was like it wasn't even the Hassan Haskins because until I saw like the fans storm the field, like that was the moment. The game was over, and like the fans storming the field. That was an incredible, iconic moment. Um, but this year just, I don't know, I, I really, really question Michigan to be able to go in and actually win in Columbus, dude. I mean, it had not been done in, what, two decades plus? So, like... Yeah. The, and the way they did it, too. and So, like, Donovan Evers breaking off those two huge runs back-to-back like that was just... It was incredible. Um, but I'll go... So that's my number one was this year okay. and then I'll go my number two was that Trey Burke moment to be honest right. with you because because at that time Michigan basketball had not been there they had not arrived and they gosh that was just like coming into the cream of the crop of the beeline era and things were just coming together and it was just like you knew that Michigan team was special right I mean that was they had Tim Hardaway there as well um I just, I'll never forget that when Trey Burke threw that shot up and that went in and was like, okay, like this is all, this is what March is all about and it was finally happening to us. Yeah, Um,
1: that had never really happened for us before. Right. (laughs) So,
2: third, third, I'll go with the the Michigan Ohio State game from last year. And then I'm not trying to downplay Jordan Poole's moment by any means because that was to get to the national championship. But, um, that was the one memory that wasn't coming to me, so that's got to be number four, obviously. So <laughs> Yeah, uh,
1: I'm pretty much on, on the same path as you. I think I would flip-flop um, the Ohio State game uh, in 2021 for me, I think was the number one moment, just because it felt like, Dave, we are never going to beat these guys, man. That's what it felt like. It really felt like every single year. We're just gonna lose, and, and we'll lose on a fluky play or something stupid. But I'm not sure if we'll ever see Michigan beat Ohio State in our lifetimes again. And so it was doom and gloom every Thanksgiving weekend. You and I sat through them together. It was all, sickening <laughs> every
2: year. Man, my parents thought we're like we realized we we cannot do Thanksgiving together anymore on Michigan Ohio State because for years I would just ruin the dinner. I would ruin the meal. I
1: would, I, yeah. I mean, I know, I know, grown men that cried that day. <laughs> like it was, yeah. it yeah. was, uh, you know, a life-defining moment. It felt like for for sports fans yep. that day. So I'll go number one with that, and then um, you know, they all kind of fall in line after that. But I just thought I would uh, rack your memory for that a little off-season fun for us.
2: I like it. Um, I like so. it. Well, all right, Brent, i I got a question for you, real, real quick. Just, um, I, I want to hear a definitive answer from you on February 26th is Michigan. We know Michigan state's making the tournament. I think they're projected like a seven or an eight seed or something like that right now. Michigan basketball. Are they making the NCAA tournament this year?
1: Yeah, Dave, I'll take them. Um, And one of the things that people might not realize or or might not think is exactly fair is Michigan carries a big brand name. And when you have those playing tournament games in Dayton, having the Michigan name there is going to kind of tilt the scales into Michigan's favor. Um, so I do believe that you'll see Michigan get into the at least a play-in game. Um, last year, they took Indiana. The year before that, they took Michigan State, UCLA, stuff like that. They like to have the big names in those games, and so Michigan definitely carries that. And like I said, Dave, whether it's a Big Ten tournament win or one of these wins on the road at the end of the year here, they're going to get into the tournament. So I will say yes, they are in the tournament. How about you? Um,
2: yeah, I think they make it. I think they win one of these next two games. Um, that'll be a, a defining win for them. I, they win both, great, but I think they win either at Illinois or at Indiana, and I, they've got to do something in the in the Big Ten tournament. But I, yeah, I think brand goes a, a long way too. I. Michigan's got to make it man. They they yeah. have got the way the way Hunter Dickinson acts is like we are the number 1 seed <laughs> in the country showing up in a ski mask and whatnot. Um but yeah. we are um. certainly not it. We are like first four out right now is what I saw. Um I don't know after today that may have changed. Um right. but we'll have to see. But Brant I did um I did promise uh, my, my son, Luke, as you know, um, he has been begging me to get on the podcast. I did ask his thoughts on Michigan basketball. I got to play that, man, and I promise we can transition.
0: Luke Brooks? Yeah? How are you, man? Good. Good. I got some questions for you about Michigan basketball. Um, did you watch the Michigan Wisconsin game today? I. I. Yes, I know that yes you saw it i saw michigan wisconsin yeah who won the game michigan michigan what did you think about that win Mm -hmm. was that an important one yeah yeah it was they're supposed to win games they're supposed to win games they need to win them all right now so so the the reason why i brought you onto the podcast tonight i need to know do you think michigan will make the ncaa tournament this year Yes. Yeah. Wow. Okay. You didn't even hesitate. You just, yes. You know that they're going to make the tournament. What player is going to lead them to the tournament? Mm, Don Edwards. Donovan Edwards? He's a football player. What what basketball player on Michigan's team is going to lead them? Oh. Hmm. Jet Howard? Okay. He's got a hurt ankle right now. Hopefully he gets better soon. Doug McDaniels. Or Doug McDaniels, okay? I like it, man. Can you say go, give us a go blue? Go blue. Alright.
2: I I ha I had to give Luke his shine, man. He's just he he every time he walks out in the garage to get in the vehicle and we walk by the little podcast station out here, he's like <laughs> He's got a real uh, chip on his shoulder that he hasn't been able to stay up late and record with us, so I I had to let him hop in.
1: Uh, My question is for Luke: Is there any way we can get him on the committee? Because I think he'd really be pushing. I mean, he was no hesitation. Hits you with the yeah, there is
2: right. If it was off to Luke, I mean, they could lose every game, and he would think that they should belong. So that's uh, that's my guy right there, but. Um, Brent. All right. Last thing, dude. Sorry. Just before we get into the uh, before we get into the Lions, I know we don't talk hockey a lot, but we talked hockey last time, just briefly about Stevie. Y. we were doing the owner conversation? The Red Wings right now, dude. Exciting, right? Like I know they dropped a the game to Tampa last night, but they are hunting for a wild card spot. All of a sudden, where I was like. I, mean, I don't know about the wings, and now here they come. I mean, Brand, I can—I don't know how it is around you, but I can tell you around here there is a ton of excitement, and Hockey Town is coming back to life. Where it's like I turn on the radio, and they're actually talking hockey, um, dude. If that—the excitement right now that exists around the Red Wings, just simply by being in the hunt—very reminiscent of what it was with the Lions at the end of the year this year. Seems like Detroit is on the verge of something special here.
1: Detroit needs the Red Wings to make the playoffs, I think, Dave. I they agree. Need, they, the city needs it. The fans need it. Um, who knows what you're going to get out of the Tigers this year. So I, I I think everybody is on the Red Wings bandwagon. Like, they just want to see playoffs something. It doesn't matter what it is at this point. <laughs> they just want to get in the playoffs and, uh, you know, get their shot and watch a seven-game series or, or whatever. Um, I think that's mm. that would be really good for the city, and I mean they would fill that place up. They would. Oh, they would it fill would be Little booming. Caesars. Yeah, it would be Boomin. absolutely booming, Dave. Uh, and, and you know they got a good squad on their hands here. Um, and they're start finally starting to play well and play together. Yeah. So, it's yeah, been Lil, a fun watch.
2: Little Caesars Arena never hosted a playoff game, and they host two professional sports teams. So I mean that that is concerning. Um, Twenty
1: eighteen was that when it was open.
2: Uh, probably-ish, yeah. I would say. Sounds right. but, but yeah, I mean, that place is going to be absolutely rocking if the if the Red Wings get in. And, dude, I mean, I'll be the first to say, like, I, I always follow the Red Wings when the season starts. I do. I'm like, I commit to it. I, I'll turn the games on, even if they're on the background. And then as soon as they start to fall off, I fall off, and I've really stopped caring about them. And now, man, I mean, I watched that Tampa Bay game last night from start to finish. I mean, did not end the way I hoped it would end. Um, But the point is, is like, yeah, man, I I, I am bought in. I am locked in on, on the wings right now. From now to the end of the year, they've got one of the hardest remaining schedules left. But, man, I, I, I think they could do it. I hope they do it. I think the city really, really needs it. Um, but go ahead. Not,
1: yeah, not true. Uh-huh. Little Caesars Arena did host a playoff game for the Detroit Pistons in 2019. Oh, Remember my God. They got oh, absolutely yeah. murked by the Bucks. I don't think there was a game within 30 points. That... They got absolutely slow.
2: Wow. You know what, though, man? I actually, that is right, though. It, it was because that was when they had Blake Griffin and, mm-hmm. yeah, Blake Imagine like carri- Blake carried them to the playoffs to basically then not play because of a knee injury. Oh, that's right. <laughs> that's right. I stand corrected.
1: You're welcome for that reminder as yes. well. As you had to look, listen, look back at your Andre Drummond fan days.
2: God, those were some dark, dark days, man. Those were some dark days. We're still paying Josh Smith, by the oh, way. Oh god. Yeah. Yeah. All right, man. Speaking of what this city needs, city needs some Detroit Lions. Brant free agency is upon us here very very soon. Um the Lions have cap space. The Lions The the NFC North is up for grabs. Um, who knows what's going on with Green Bay? I don't care whether Aaron Rodgers stays or not. Green Bay doesn't worry me anymore. They don't. I think the Lions have their number. I, I I don't worry about Green Bay. I surely don't worry about the Bears. Um, and the Vikings were the most overrated team to make the playoffs. I thought this year. I just didn't think they were good. So Kurt Cousins, I'm good. I'm good on them. Um, the NFC North is up for grabs and. The Lions have a legitimate chance to not only make the playoffs, but make a run at the thing and do something special. I feel that way. But I guess before we even start this segment, Brant, do you agree with that? Do you think that the Lions when I say do something special, I'm gonna tell you what I mean. Lions could make the NFC championship this year. Am I am I totally out of whack with that?
1: I think so, Dave. I think you're a little out of whack because before you can walk, you have to crawl. And before you can crawl, you know, you have to, like, get on your belly. Like, <laughs> All right. you know what I mean? It's yeah. true, though. It is true. I mean, you can't just say, I expect them to be uh, the one seed and then um, no, get the bye. No, I I know, but then they get the bye and then they have to win one playoff game. I don't see this team winning a wild card game and then a divisional round game and Why? then getting into.
2: Brant, what teams in the NFC? I, 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 I'm gonna I'm gonna put your feet to the fire a little bit. I agree okay. with you, but, but Brant, they crawled this year and they started to. I'm using your analogy, which was a good one. They were walking, dude. They okay. were they, they they were. Did they walking. walk into
1: the? Did they walk into the playoffs?
2: Dude, thanks to the Rams, a <laughs> whole lot of nothing.
1: That okay, but you know what I'm saying here, Dave. I, it's just there are so many things that have to go right for you to get into like the NFC Championship game. I mean, you 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 say the NFC is a little watered down, and, and sure it is, uh, but the Eagles still exist, and the Forty Nine ers still exist, and the Eagles I mean,
2: this... have a ton of players that are up to that. They're gonna they got to figure out what they're gonna do with the Forty Nine ers. Who's their quarterback? Can it doesn't Brock matter, Purdy... apparently? Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, it brand it, it, it mattered when they had their ninth-string quarterback that ended up being <laughs> Christian McCaffrey.
1: Yeah, McCaffrey's taking snaps. You're not in a good spot, but you know what I mean. I mean, I I just think battle-tested, battle-tested playoff veterans like that is a thing, though. Dave, you
2: mean like Jared Goff?
1: Come on, man. This is your team. I I, I understand. I understand the Lions. I understand the Lions fans are excited. I get that. I totally do. It is tough to get into an NFC Championship game, man. It, it really is. I mean, you're talking about winning two playoff games because, Dave, do you see them as the one seed next year? No. Okay. Then, then you're going to have to win two playoff games, and I don't see that happening. I don't see them going on the road into a hostile environment and getting a dub. It's It's just tough, man. Okay. So...
2: I didn't say I was putting money on them making the NFC I, Championship. I said, is it realistic for them? Like, what, talking NFC Championship, is that realistic? You say no. I, I'm i saying yes. I, okay. I do. I, I, I think that they're that clo- close. Um, so, we're, so that's fine. We're, that's good. We're we're at a little bit of, of odds with that, and that's okay. That's healthy for our relationship. <laughs> it is. It's healthy. Um, uh. All right. So – I guess that kind of sets up this conversation nicely, though, because some of these names I'm going to drop are are names that I have, and I've just been compiling this list, I shot it over to you earlier this week, of just random articles and, you know, sometimes where there's smoke, there's fire, and a lot of times this is just beat writers and different sports writers trying to generate interest and buzz and excitement around free agency. But these are names that I have heard linked to the Lions in some way, shape, or form. And it certainly doesn't mean the Lions have the cap room to sign all of these guys or sign three of them or four of them. Um, but a couple of them, maybe. And and maybe the uh, preface of this conversation is, if you don't feel like the Lions are that close, maybe you don't want to spend on any of these guys. Maybe you do. And I guess that's what I kind of want to know from you, Brant. So the first name that I want to start with is the name that has been heavily, heavily tied to the Lions. You even have Amon Ross St. Brown going out on his podcast and recruiting Jalen Ramsey to the Lions. Um, still under contract, obviously, with the uh, with the Rams. We know Brad Holmes has a connection with the Rams. Jalen Ramsey, some will question his, his character, or is he the right guy for the locker room? Bottom line is that he's talented. He's expensive, um, but you're talking about um, multiple time All-Pro cornerback, which was a weakness for this Lions team. Brant, I want to know for Jalen Ramsey, and then for the the rest of the guys I'm uh, I'm, I'm about to name. I want to know your interest level. Um, so that could be like very very interested. Lukewarm, like yeah, I don't know. We'll just kind of see, or just like, nope, I'm good on him. So you want
1: to do like a one to ten?
2: Uh, that's fine.
1: Okay, let's do that.
2: All right. So Jalen Ramsey, let's start there.
1: Ten, absolute ten. Okay, uh, why? I think that he brings something to Detroit that we haven't had in a, a long time. Whether that be a like a, it feels like a splash player. Although he just more, he doesn't travel with receivers anymore. So he wouldn't be this lockdown type guy, but he does make splash plays and he would be a leader in the locker room. I think he would be the guy that would be outspoken. Um, And I think Detroit needs a little edge and um, he would definitely provide that Dave. He wants to win championships. And if you bring in a guy that wants to bring championships, it's going to elevate the level of everybody else that this is the expectation championships around here. And he is a championship type player.
2: Yeah, I'm I'm all in on Jalen Ramsey too, Brant. I, I will agree with you. I'll put myself at a ten as well. Um, I don't think a lot of Lions fans agree with us on that. From just what I've read, I think a mm. lot of people feel that. Um, and this is just based off like Twitter stuff, sports articles I see comments on. Right? So not like I have some great pulse on the city of Detroit, but what I hear people saying about Jalen Ramsey is, I just don't know if he fits the culture. Jalen Ramsey's all about Jalen Ramsey. He's not as good as he was. Um, he's going to be super expensive. Brand, I'm right there with you, man. He, he is edgy. The dude can clearly play. Um, he's a Super Bowl champion, and you need desperate help at cornerback. So, yeah, he's going to be expensive, but... I, I think he's, this is lining up real nicely for to, to see Jalen Ramsey number five in a Lions uniform.
1: I'm all in on that. Uh, he's got two years left on his contract, I believe, and um, he's 29. Dave, is that right? 29. That sounds 20? about right.
2: Yeah, yeah. he's he, not 30
1: yet. I, yeah. Okay, yeah, so he's probably 29. And um, what if what if this was the question, Dave? Would you give up pick 18 for him?
2: Mm, I would not, and okay. I don't think you have to. Sure. I don't think you have to because everything that I'm reading on the Rams is, is like they, a second round, yeah, or or later. They okay. they want to move on from Jalen Ramsey. I, I yeah, they're, they're they they want to move on. An article I saw came out yesterday said Rams like likely to move on from Jalen Ramsey. So I. When those things are starting to happen, I mean, you're talking about a guy being available where really they're trying to shed some cap space. You may have to give up a fourth-round pick for Jalen Ramsey. I'm just throwing that sure. out there. I know it sounds crazy, but um, in terms of cap room and all of that, it, it's a real possibility. So I, I'm all in on Jalen Ramsey. Um, Brent, what about uh, Jamel Dean? Another cornerback that's going to be out there on the uh, the market from the Bucks? Now, he's going to be the youngest... And hottest name in the cornerback market in free agency, you're not getting both of them, right? So right. if where are you at on Dean?
1: I'm gonna go a seven here, Dave. I know it would be a fatter contract. I feel like maybe for five years or so that you'll probably have to dish out to him. But think about this: this this team needs a solid, solid corner. I mean, you've seen Jeff Okuda kind of go on the roller coaster, Dave. It is a position of need. Um and it, putting a star there takes away half of the field a lot of times for a lot of these NFL teams. You know what I mean? You need someone to lock up, and a young player uh, been you know he's highly rated. You know he highly rates in PFF and all this stuff. But I, I think that if Detroit is able to land him, they need to take a swing this year. And, and he would be a great swing. The only reason I'm putting it at a seven, Dave, is because of the contract, and I don't know what that would end up looking like. But I'm sure it would be big.
2: It's going to be big. It's going to be over multiple years. I mean, I, I I'm probably I'm higher on the Jalen Ramsey. Think I think it's a shorter commitment. Um, but I think you know Jamal Dean. I, I think he isn't he like 26 or something. Like he he's yeah he's, he's younger. younger. So, um, you know, maybe it makes sense to lock him up longer. I guess that, you know, depends on what you want. Um, but, yeah, I'll put it at a, i – I'll put myself at an eight for that. The Lions, they need to get one of those two guys. Um, James Bradbury is another name I've got on this list. Um, he's the one I'd be lowest on, um, you know, out of, these, out of these three names at, at cornerback. But you've – You know, you've got got to get one of them. I I do. I I think that you're in prime position and in a position of need. And I think one of the things that Lions fans have to remember, too, is like it's there's sometimes there's this fear of like this past trauma of like giving guys bad contracts and making the wrong move and overpaying guys. Um, You got to make a move right now and you got to really, really put your faith in Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell and this whole regime that they know what they're doing and that they're going to bring in the right guys because they got to sw- swing big and they need help desperately in that secondary. And you got some names out there that are going to be available. And I hope that they're able to land one of them. So, um, brand, I kind of breezed over James Bradbury interest level on him.
1: I'll go like four. I don't know. I'm not crazy about James Bradbury. He he's a good corner. Not, not going to be making pro bowls, stuff like that. But I, I'll will put it at a four. Okay. What
2: what about Deram Payne on the D line?
1: Man, isn't he going to want a big contract too?
2: He is. And, he he is due for a payday.
1: And I don't know. What does he play? Nose tackle? I guess. Yeah. He's not a defensive end for sure. Correct. So, um, I just don't. It remind I get like Albert Haynesworth vibes. Like you know what I mean? Like it just scares me giving a nose tackle like some sort of ungodly. Uh, contract when you can find good, solid nose tackle guys in the draft um, and kind of filter through them. You know, usually two or three of those guys is better than one very good guy. You know what I mean, Dave? Yep. So So um, I, I, I I'm can more on the side of that. I'll put DeRon Payne at like a two.
2: I agree. I don't want to pay him. And at that, you took the words out of my mouth. At that position, you don't want to overpay. You can find guys like that in the draft. Um, You can take a guy who's packing some heat like Mozzie Smith and have him. uh, Wow. You know. Wow. (laughs) My dude.
1: You're just going to gloss right over that one? Are you kidding?
2: (laughs) Dude. Come on, man. Dude, you have a guy like Mozzie Smith that can play that same position that you can get several years out of on a rookie contract. Uh, yeah, you can rotate guys in and out. I'm good on paying Deron Payne. No thank you. Um, brand I want to I wanna hop over to the linebacker position. Another big position of need for the Lions. Um, Anzalone, I mean, he did everything he could do. He literally left it on the field this year. He's a practice squad linebacker that played himself into a nice little role with the Lions this year, but if you're going to be serious and you're talking about making that leap, right? Where you want to compete for an NFC championship. I'm just going to put that back out there, dude. Um, Alex Anzalone, isn't it? So some, some names that are out there two in particular that I'm very interested. In. I'm actually interested in both of these guys. Spoiler alert. Um, Levante David from the bucks and Bobby Wagner from the Rams. Um, your interest level, let's do those together. I don't know if they're the same, if you're more interested in one over
1: the other or, or neither. I'll go Wagner six. I'll go David nine. Um, and, and the only reason I'm a little down on Bobby Wagner is, you know, he's up there. He's got to be like 35, dude. He's He's got to be pretty old. And um, he's seen a lot of football. Smart guy. He can be a leader of a defense for sure, but he seems like he's on that Von Miller one-year stay type of guy. He's kind of floating around looking for homes, kind of a bounty hunter, if you will, of sorts. So, um, And then Levante David, is he's up there a little bit too. I, I think he's probably around 30. Um, but dude's got a lot of football left in him, I think. I think he can be the center of your defense. Seems like a captain-type guy that can um, you know he can blitz he can cover he can do different things seems like a really good get if you can and if you can get the contract right, seems like he would want to come in and be our starting middle linebacker
2: and and you need that and I think that uh, I think Levante David here, here's where I have them ranked. I'll go Bobby Wagner. Eight to a nine, um, and I and I put Levante David at a ten. Both are great linebackers at a position of need. Levante David is going to step in right away. Bobby Wagner might be as well, but he's going to step in. Grant, you named it. He's a he's a captain. He's a guy that's going to rally this. Uh, this defense, he's going to get these 11 guys in the huddle and he's going to keep them composed and keep them making the right play all the time. He's going to command the defense. He's going to look at reads before the play is snapped. I, I just think that the Lions are missing that. They don't have that yet. Now, they've got some really good dudes there. Like I think Aiden Hutchinson is a future captain um, for, the, for the Lions, but you're talking about a lot of young guys with a lot of promise, Um, with a lot of raw ability, bringing in a seasoned guy like Levante David or a Bobby Wagner is going to do wonders for this defense. And, Brant, I'll just tell you the two names right now on this entire list that we're going to go through. We're we're almost through it. um, That I'm like, these are the two guys that I want. Like, I will be a happy, happy man for the Lions if they walk away with uh, Jalen Ramsey and Levante David. That's a huge win. Plus, you've you're picking six and eighteen. I yeah, that mean, would be
1: a huge win. It would absolutely be a huge win. Huge, um, veteran guys um, that can do uh, wonders for your locker room, stuff like that. Um, I misspoke, Dave. Actually, Levante David, thirty three. Bobby Wagner, thirty two.
2: Okay, got yeah. it. Got it. Fact
1: check. Fact check myself.
2: Right. Oh, I, I appreciate that. Um, all right, who else do we got left on this list? Um, oh, here's a name, Evan Ingram. Um, now the Lions, Evan Ingram, tight end uh, for Jacksonville, played with the Giants forever. Had himself a real nice season um, with Trevor Lawrence. He's an unrestricted free agent. The Lions, as we know, they at the trade deadline they got a uh, they got rid of TJ Hawkinson, shipped him off to. Uh, to minnesota because they didn't want to pay him basically not that they didn't think he was good but they didn't want to pay him what he's probably due to make evan ingram probably gonna be a, a cheaper contract than than hawkinson maybe get him on a two-year deal brant do you have any interest in evan ingram
1: no use your draft pick number six on a tight end
2: no no, 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 no! I just
1: spoke it into existence. Dude, um, right?
2: Get Eric Ebron's cousin. Yeah,
1: yeah, Derek Ebron. Um, right,
2: Derek Ebron. Same no, uh, butter fingers that runs in the family. <laughs> can't catch, can't block. Let's draft him.
1: <laughs> no, I, I actually, um, I actually hadn't thought about this one yet, Dave. Uh, before you had sent it to me, and I actually, the more I thought about it, the more I liked it. I think Evan Eram. You can. He's that weird hybrid. Kind of looks like a wide receiver, plays tight end. Um, I think he could be a really good pass-catching tight end. He's fast, uh, so he's got breakaway speed. I don't know if the Jaguars are going to be, you know, doling out the cash for him, but if they do, it will probably be a pretty big contract. I'm not in the neighborhood of signing him for a, a big contract, but if you can get him at the right price, I love Evan Ingram on this team.
2: Okay. What about Luke Schoonmaker?
1: Now, now, listen, you do have two first-round picks.
2: <laughs> there it is. get
1: a little wild hey. with 18. Scooney.
2: Dude, I, I, you know what, Evan Ingram, I, I'm going to say I'm I'm low on him because I think that while he won't require a Hawkinson type of, of contract, he's still going to have to get paid, and you traded away Hawk so you didn't have to pay him. I don't love that move there, and to be honest with you, that like stable of tight ends that – was there this year after Hawk left? Goff found a way to make it work. Brock Wright, with. I mean,
1: does that uh, have well, staying power though? Does it really? No, think? No, oh, okay. no, no, no.
2: I, I think that they're going to have to make a move of some sort, but I don't think you. That's a position you're like. I got to go find a seasoned tight end, and I got to pay him. I don't. I'd rather get that through the draft. To be honest with you,
1: yeah. The uh, you know what I I will say is the Cowboys, um tight end room like they were just rolling in tight ends this year it seemed like so and they kind of did it by committee I mean we've seen it done before and I mean Dalton Schultz obviously took that next step into being kind of the star out of the tight end room but if you have two or three really good tight ends that that usually works but I don't I don't feel comfortable saying the Lions yet have two or three tight ends that are really good you know what I mean
2: yeah for sure um yeah I, I I'm with you I I think that there's other ways to address that position is you know, that, that's the, 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 camp I'm in. All right. Two, two names left that I want to run by you, Brant. Um, one is one. I, I think I actually texted you what I, somebody had put in like a mock trade where they're like, where could T Higgins go? The Bengals don't have the money with the amount of contracts that they're going to have to, to fork out here over the next like year or two. Jamar chase, Joe burrow, like, they, their books are going to be tied up. Even with letting go of Joe Mixon, they th- they think it's unlikely that they're going to be able to meet the market for T Higgins, which you're talking probably north of 18 mil a year for T Higgins. Um, now the Bengals are are unlikely to let T Higgins go for nothing. There could be like a sign and trade type of a thing where what what I saw mocked would have been pick 18. Okay, your first round. 18th overall pick this year, comboed with a fourth round pick for T. Higgins. Brant, do you have interest in that? I would do it. Wow. Okay. Tell me more about that. I'm not sure I would.
1: I just feel like he is a top flight receiver. He's a. Dave, I think he's a top 20 receiver in this league. I also believe that giving Goff. So what do the Lions have? We have Josh Reynolds and we have D.J. Chark. and, and Chark, Chark's an unrestricted free agent. Sh- sure. But, so I'm just saying we have question marks at the wide receiver position, right? And um, Jameson Williams will obviously come more into the fold. But could you imagine running out Amont St. Brown, T. Higgins, and Jameson Williams? I mean, that is <laughs> – those are three very good receivers. Well, if if we believe Jameson Williams is going to be that dude. Um which I which I happen to believe so. So I'm in the camp of, yeah, if it costs me an 18 and a fourth round, absolutely bring them in. Okay. Why are you against that,
2: I guess? I, I, I I'm, guess not I he- I'm not heavily against it. I just think that that's a lot of money to lock up in a wide receiver when you are going to have to pay i mean i'm on ross st brown is coming into his third year okay so in the next year or two you're gonna have to pay him jamison williams i'm banking on him being a stud um you eventually have to pay him and i know this is like five years down the road right i I get that Mm -hmm. um i don't know if i want to lock up 18 to 20 million dollars a year in t higgins is all i'm saying um I think that you could, even with Chark this year, man, when he actually stayed healthy, he was a good receiver. He really was for for, for the Lions. He's not T. Higgins. I understand that. But, man, I would rather see them, if they're going to spend big on somebody, I'd rather see that go towards the defense, to be honest with you. I, I do. Um, so I don't love that. If they did it, if that move happens, Brant, I'm going to – Say they think they're going to win the Super Bowl like this year I do like <laughs> I that's mean that's
1: the, that's a very cool thing to think though you know what I mean like that's that's, that's the where type of you move go, yeah that's that's the type of stuff that the Philadelphia Eagles do to be honest with you that's the type of mode that these those types of teams are always in, always looking for how can we get our hands on an AJ brown right like that's what that's championship that's a, that is a organ- perfect example. That's that's what championship organizations do. And, Dave, I know you talk about, well, I don't know if I really want to, you know. But then you're talking about now if you have those three wide receivers, whether it's Jared Goff or whoever steps into that position, whether it be maybe a rookie or a free agent quarterback, whatever, he's going to step right in there and they're going to be able to go.
2: yeah. All right, man, you're kind of talking me into it. <laughs> I mean, because that is a good what, – what you brought up with the Eagles is a great – that's a great comparison. Like, you're right. They – like, I was shocked when the Eagles went and made that move on – I think that was draft, draft night. Draft night, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they make that trade and get A.J. Brown from the Titans, and it's like, yeah, then Jalen Hurts literally became Jalen Hurts this year in front of our eyes when he's surrounded by – Weapons now. Jalen Hurts and Jared Goff are two very different quarterbacks, but the point is, give them AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, looking like an
1: MVP quarterback. And Dave, we're talking receivers here. We're not talking running backs. You know, that's a big difference to me too. I I, I don't go out and try to spend and trade for running backs because that's just not a currency I want to deal with. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so so give me a wide receiver like T Higgins, a guy that's young and is up and coming, really. Um, and looking to be a star of a team
2: okay so you are transitioning nicely into the last one brant and that would be running back saquon barkley unrestricted free agent um who knows the lot or the giants very likely are going to try to keep him um saquon is a he's a premier running back we saw what saquon can be when healthy this year um had an MVP type of a season for the running back position, really did. I mean, you're, you're talking about guys like Saquon, Derrick Henry, Christian McCaffrey, like those names, maybe a Dalvin Cook, but like th- those those names are few and far between. Um, the running back position is not one you normally want to pay a premium for, especially in today's day and age where you can get yourself a good running back in the fifth round. Um, Brandon, I'm curious, if you could get Saquon Barkley... On let's just say a two-year deal, yeah, to pay him like twelve million a year. I'm just throwing numbers out there. Any interest in doing that whatsoever?
1: Two years, $12 mil a year. That's that's actually not that bad. I thought you were going to say like two years, fifteen each for thirty mil. No, I'm not doing that. But you think about two years in the ten to twelve range. Not that bad, especially. It depends, though. Are you paying Jamal Williams, too? Like, I, I don't know. It all comes back to that question, too. I think Jamal Williams is a big question mark for this team right now. Um, so, they got they got to bring him back. <laughs> so you're already talking about he's going for his last contract, so he's going to be grabbing the bag. Um, so I think the Lions need to steer clear of Saquon Barkley. Then if we're talking about – if we're talking about that. But someone's going to get a good deal on him. If they can get him in the 10 to 12 range, absolutely. Uh, For anybody, if he's going for 12 to 15, someone's going to overpay.
2: Right, right. Yeah, man, I I really – I guess the the other question that goes with this is, like, what do you do with DeAndre Swift? You know, he's coming into a contract year, it's like – do you trade him? No, you know? keep,
1: like, does he, does he pull the Josh Jacobs and ball out? Like, I think you ride him on the contract year, right? Like, that that seems what to, to be the smart thing to do is ride him on the contract, make, make him prove it, make him earn it. Um, boy, you know, I wish I could just go to work one of these days and be like, it's a contract year, I really got to perform. Outside <laughs> of my contract years, though. You don't do that? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Dang, dang! Wouldn't that be nice, man? Yeah, They're it's right? like
2: uh, ah, man, it's a contract I <laughs> year. I gotta start showing up on time every day. <laughs> so,
1: yeah. You know, uh, but you know, like twenty twenty three through like twenty twenty six is gonna be a breeze, right? Um, so exactly, but it's it's just like I like I, I don't know where Josh Jacobs came out of this year. You know what I mean? If it was the contract year or whatever, but I would love to see if. If they could um, get a lot out of DeAndre Swift this year, you ride with Swift and Williams. All right, maybe draft yeah. a young guy. I don't know. You know, late right. round. I, I I'm all
2: I'm all aboard the uh, the train for guys like Chase Brown, Zach Charbonnet. There 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 are running backs that you're going to be able to get in this draft. Um, yeah, I I'm I'm good. I, I mean, the name like getting Saquon sounds really great. It does, but I'm with you. I think you got to ride swift into this contract year and hopefully be able to bring jamal williams back but you know i know everybody loves jamal williams i know he just scored a million touchdowns broke the lions like franchise record you got to be careful here also and not overpay him um for what he is so um i'll be curious to see what what happens with that
1: dave you don't think they'll try to tag him or
2: uh, I don't think he's a, a franchise-tag type of a guy. Yeah,
1: I don't think I don't so. Know. I don't know if he would accept it either. That's got to be a pretty low minimum, I yeah. would think, for a running back to be tagged. You don't right. see that very often. That's not a position you see it tagged
2: at all. No, time. no, no.
1: All right, man. Well,
2: I mean, my, my wish list is pretty clear. Give me Jalen Ramsey. Give me Levante. David, um, Brandt, it sounds like you're kind of in that same boat.
1: Yeah, I definitely am. I'm, I'm more of a fan of... Not being frugal, but being smart spending. And I, I think everybody you yeah. know, would say that. You don't uh, want but, Trey Flowers. No, but I, I also, like I said about the Philadelphia Eagles, man, you, if you want to go out there and get your guy and you want to get you a difference maker, go get you one. Um, reminds me of when the Cowboys spent that first-round pick for Amari Cooper. That, all, all in at the end of the day, I thought that was still a good move for the Cowboys. Like, you have to go do this if we're talking top-flight guys and – I agree. You got two first-round picks this year. You know, if you if yeah. you want to go get your dude, go get your dude.
2: You got it. And and Brad Holmes has shown that he is not afraid to do that. And if he's going to get somebody, you know he is high on uh, high, high on the list. So or man, you can stick at
1: eighteen, or you can stick at eighteen and take Anthony Richardson. That's up to you, Div.
2: Dude, there. Jo- <laughs> you mean Josh Allen two You see that article? Oh, he's yeah. got an, he's got an arm like Josh Allen.
1: When so are we doing Joe that Bellin. episode? Because that's going to be a ton of fun.
2: Dude, it, oh yeah, we're gonna, we we, we have weeks to to, to build up right. to that. So yeah, Anthony Richardson, what? A, yeah, whatever. Oh,
1: combine next week, right? Or is it the weekend? Yeah, no, I think I think it's it's this week, isn't it? Is it this week? Very well, could be. I thought it was the first. Oh, first week I of thought, March. I thought it was like, <laughs> yeah. yeah, we're in the first week of Like, yeah, uh, this week is the first week of March. I, I yeah,
2: for sure. Okay,
1: it's upon us.
2: All right, cool. Well, we will be back soon. Um, I can't promise it's going to be weekly at this point, but probably in uh, the next couple of weeks we've got some March Madness brewing. We've got uh, some free agency recapping to do and uh, some upcoming NFL draft. We appreciate you sticking with us throughout these uh, cold winter months, as always here on Garage Takes. If you haven't done so already, make sure that you like Follow, subscribe to the podcast, leave us a five star review. It goes a long way. Um, besides that, we're out of here, man. Hopefully, everybody has a great week and thanks for sticking with us. Have a great, great day.
1: stop, stop, stop. stop. I did.
0: Powered by Riverside.